hockey fans, it's time for Board Check. Impact Media's weekly drive through the neutral zone across the blue line, slapping it from the Ovechkin circle right underneath the goalie's left arm. Let's, let's pinpoint, let's call our shot. I'm your host, Jeremy the Impact York. After a week off, it is good to get back to talk hockey with you guys. I hope everyone is having a great and careful holiday season. Um, we are around here as as uh, some other big fun things are coming up, a few of which we will talk about here shortly. I also want to remind you before we get into our topics tonight, if, if you would like to be a part of the show, leave us a question, comment, suggestion, rating, review, any of those sorts of things. If you want to contact the show, here are the ways to do so. You can email us at 3endzone at gmail.com. That is the blanket email for Impact Media currently. That is at, or that is, yeah, that is 3, the number 3, E-N-D-Z-O-N-E at gmail.com. You can put hockey latest thing in the subject if you want. If not, I'm pretty sure I can figure it out by your message. We do read those, and yes, it is me that responds to, uh, to those emails, as some of you have learned. You can find us on Facebook by looking up Board Check, Impact Media, or Jeremy York. If you're one of those people who likes to just click a link and listen to a show, you can do so a couple ways. On Twitter, you can do so by going to at Team Impact Media and scrolling down to the appropriate show you'd like to listen to. Click on it. Listen to it as many times as you want. There is no cap. Also, BoardCheck has its own Twitter. You can go to at BoardCheck, all one word, B-O-A-R-D-C-H-E-C-K. And it is nothing but BoardCheck related things there. Uh, in a couple months, some rugby ATL stuff will pop up on there from time to time. We do cover them through our BoardCheck uh, affiliate there. You can also anywhere you find a podcast. You can also find us anywhere you find a podcast, including Spotify, the iTunes Store, and Podcast One. If, uh, if there's a place you regularly get a podcast that you cannot find us, please let us know. We will fix that very speedily. Speed like speed? We're going to do it fast. We'll just say fast. And, of course, did I hit all? Oh, and if you want to follow me, show-related things and other misadventures we get into even away from the shows and away from Impact Media, you can do so at TheImpact99 on Twitter, Triller, TikTok, and Instagram. And we appreciate all of uh, those likes, reviews, comments, all those. Really enjoy talking with you guys. Now, obviously later on we're going to get a little bit into some glads. I'm going to give you an update on the Kennesaw Ice Owls. I'm going to also talk a little Canes and a little Predators. But first, let's go over some NHL headlines because there are some pretty good things going on this week. we got Ovechkin Watch. You guys know Ovechkin Watch become a thing, um, I think, last season sometime. You're just going to get a weekly Ovechkin update because he continues to march towards what was considered the impossible, and that's the Gretzky goal record. Wayne Gretzky ended his career with 894 total goals. 894. Alexander Ovechkin 
after getting a hat trick to get up to 800 uh, just a little over a week ago. He has put two more in the back of the net, so he is up to 802. So Ovechkin, who I believe is right around 36, 37-ish, not bad age at all. He needs 92 goals to tie Gretzky, 93 goals to surpass him. That sounds like all of the, or the rest of this season, all of next season, and potentially into uh, that following season, he should be on pace to be pretty dang close. And before, and I know a lot of people, a lot of uh, hockey purists, we love you guys too. A lot of Gretzky purists, definitely love you guys too. They're going to say, they're going to try to find ways, oh, well, Ovechkin did it because of this, or the, the era was different, or he's different because of the, sure, sure, say, say whatever you want. But numbers and results are exactly that, numbers and results. You want the newer generations to break the records of the older generations because that means the game is progressing. That means people are getting better. They're getting bigger, faster, more skilled. It's because of Gretzky that we get Ovechkin. You know, because of Ovechkin, maybe we get uh, Kachetkov with the Hurricanes. We'll, we have a note about him a little later. you got to think of it that way, you know. Without Babe Ruth, we don't get Hank Aaron. Without Hank Aaron, we don't get Bryce Harper, you know. You want the future generations to be inspired by the previous generations and strive to try to beat their records. So, good for Ovechkin. He's up to 802. We will see how close he marches as the season progresses. And um, I'm a big Ovechkin fan. Even if I wasn't, I'd be telling you guys each and every week about what he does. Uh, he just is just is a, a fantastic part of the game. And I hope everybody gets the chance to continue to watch him and he continues to do good things. Moving on, uh, this is a Hurricanes-related story, but I'm going to go ahead and tell it now because uh, it's, a, it's a fantastic story. So they show on the Jumbotron at a Hurricanes game that there is a... Uh, there is a, a big Hurricanes fan, and it looks like his son is beside him. They are enjoying some ice cream cones. That's one of the better treats you can get over there at the arena. And in the excitement of the dad telling um, his son, or at least the, 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 the little kid, that, hey, we're on the Jumbotron, he, the, he starts to celebrate, the kid does, and he dumps his ice cream in the floor. I know, right? Just, it looked like almost almost an entire ice cream cone, by the way. Uh, so the kids, he, he wasn't really in tears. He was kind of, he was sad about it. You know, it's, it's an entire ice cream. And he didn't, he didn't want to mess up the floors. You know, he's being a nice kid. And then somebody from the Carolina organization goes down and taps him on the shoulder and hands him a brand new ice cream cone. Isn't that nice? It is, but the story's not over. That was not just any particular member of the organization. That was, at the time, currently injured star Max 
Pacioretty. They sent Max Pacioretty down there to give the kid a new ice cream, and it took the kid and the dad just a little bit of time to realize, oh wow, that's Magic Max. That's Max. How amazing is that? That's amazing. That that's one of the things that, that makes hockey great. Is it's it's just a community of of doing the right thing. And I mean, what what's an ice cream cone to the Hurricanes, right? It, what's you know to to make sure that 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 child is happy and he's having a good time and good on Max for being the one to do it. Let's talk a little Yamir Yager. I don't think Ovechkin's going to quite play to 50, but Yager sure has. He turned 50 not so long ago. He is currently playing with Cladno, uh, I believe is how you say it. Cladno. I, I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, but in his season debut, Yager scores two points at age 50. This guy is insane. I would put Yager and George St. Pierre of MMA fame in similar boats to where they... Um, continually work out and keep themselves in shape. I, I doubt we will ever see George St. Pierre back in an MMA environment. But the fact that Yager continues to play, he could probably give you a couple shifts in the NHL, but um, I understand why you, you wouldn't have him. But good on Yager. Good on Yager at age 50 to uh, be able to score two points uh, in a game. And I'm sure he will continue to add up. But there's no telling what his actual career stats are if you all of his uh, all of his professional teams and leagues he's been a part of. Uh, Jack Hughes did uh, had the longest shift in NHL history a couple or a week or so ago. Uh, for people who don't know, in hockey you you don't just stay on the ice for like five or ten minutes at a time. No, you're usually off in two to three minute increments. Uh, forward lines of the two wingers in the center are on for a minute to two minutes most of the time. You can go into the three and four category, but very, very often you, you don't. But at the same time, uh, like def defensive pairs will sometimes be on for three or four minutes at a time. Uh, you, you tend to go through the forward lines faster than you do the defense line. It's just part of strategy and part of the way it works. Um, so it's not irregular to see a three or four minute shift, but to see a six minute and two second shift, even even with rules that force you to be on for longer, uh, just an incredible shift. Jack Hughes is a, a really good young player. I don't think this is going to you know take a toll on his career, nothing like that, as long as he doesn't make a habit of it. But good on Jack Hughes, six oh two, and I believe it, they didn't give up a goal or anything during that shift. So uh, congratulations to him on the longest shift ever. Mitch Marner had a big 22-point streak, and during the streak, he may still be on, I need to check. Uh, during the streak, he has scored 11 goals and had 30 total points. He is definitely helping the Maple Leafs try to stay towards the top of the league. They've got to erase that stigma that they have trouble getting past the first round of the playoffs. Uh, people like to make fun of them about it, which is fair enough, because... Uh, well, it's true. I mean, you know, I, if you, the Maple Leafs understand it. They don't want anybody to just keep hanging up on it like they do, but having Mitch Martin healthy and doing the things he's doing, and they seem to have have uh, done pretty well with uh, Mrazek and other ones in goal. So we'll see what Toronto has in store for the postseason. 
here within the next handful of months. What, late March into early April? I would say by the start of March, we'll see where Toronto is going to be in this mix. I think they're going to be the two or the three seed coming out. So we'll see. Good on Mitch Marner. There are currently 64 point per game players in the NHL. Some teams don't have any. Some, like the Edmonton Oilers, have four. Uh, led by people like Crosby. I think Ovechkin's one. I want to say... I want to say it's Sebastian Ajo for Carolina, but I could be wrong. Uh, 64, though. 64 total players average a point per game. That's either a goal or assist. That is a crazy stat. Right now, the top goaltender in the league is Linus Olmark of the Boston Bruins, who are gearing up for the Winter Classic. We will talk about it in a second. But he is the top goalie so far this year. He has 19 wins, one loss, and uh, has not been to overtime. 19-1-0. and oh. He has a 941 save percentage. He says what it was last time I checked. It could be higher. But 19-1 and one in 20 games is pretty impressive. So Linus Oldmark, I would imagine, will be the starting goalie as the Boston Bruins will host the Pittsburgh Penguins on January 2nd for the Winter Classic. That is at the Big Green Monster at Fenway. They have put they have put a giant ice rink out right in front of the Big Green Monster. If you haven't seen it, go to NHL.com or go to the Boston or Pittsburgh social medias. I'm sure they have that picture up. It is fascinating the way they are doing that. They are setting up for some things that are going to include some Bruins greats and some Red Sox greats. I believe they said, uh, what did they say? I would imagine maybe Big Poppy will be there. I could, I could see maybe Jason Veritek. I, I could see some other ones there, but they are going to do a fun first pitch slash first drop, puck drop that involves Zdeno Chara, Boston legend, and Bobby Orr. I don't know exactly how they're going to do it, but I look forward to it. That game, of course, is, like I said, January 2nd at 2 p.m. I'm sure it will be cold enough. They should not have... I'm sure they have not... or I'm sure they will not have any problems keeping the ice cold or things like that because it was, it's been a pretty cold winter so far and we're barely into it. But uh, it is what it is. It's, it's obviously going to be colder in Boston than it is down here in Georgia. But other than that, that is your NHL headlines. Uh, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we are going to talk all things Glads, Owls, Canes, and Predators, right here on Board Check. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Jeremy the Impact York from the Impact Media family of podcasts. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest ways to get your betting fixed. And don't forget BetOnline for NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. And we're back here on Check. I'm your host, Jeremy the Impact York. Welcome back. 
Before the break, we had some NHL headlines, some fun stuff. If you missed it, Ovechkin watch. Uh, Max Pacioretty taking up a, a side gig as the ice cream man. Um, Winter Classic preview a little bit. That should be fun. Uh, there's a chance. How's this looking? Yeah, there's a chance we could do a board check before that game. So uh, stay tuned for that. I know this one's kind of late in the week, but we uh, may do another one this weekend. We'll, we'll get into that. But as I said, welcome back. Got a lot to get into. Winter classics are always fun, but uh, we'll do we'll probably do a preview this weekend about that, and then we will watch the game and tell you guys all about it on the following one. Let's talk some hurricanes, right? Hadn't done this show in a couple weeks, so we're gonna go back. Let's go back to. Let's start with December 15th. I think we, we left off somewhere around there. That is when a uh, pretty amazing, well, no, I would say on the 10th, the win 3 to nothing over the Islanders in Long Island, the Canes defeating Detroit on Tuesday the 13th, one to nothing. It's going to start what is, up until now, up until this very moment, a 9 A nine-game win streak. Yeah, usually nine-game win streaks are reserved for top teams. This very much is a top team, and you guys know that. On the 15th, they welcomed in. Now, a lot of these were home, which helped. But a lot of these are Arcane's pulling it out just as, as fightingly resilient as they can be. Of course, the win over the Kraken, as I'm talking about, three to two. You've got the goals by Derek Stepan. You've got Nozen and Svechnikov with uh, the goals in that one. I'm a big Svech fan, and I'm really becoming a fan of this guy as Pyotr Kachekov gets another win. 15 saves in this one here. That guy, I, I, he is going to make a interesting conversation, and I know Kane's cast that uh, that, that um, they've had a big discussion on it, including some some special guests weighing in on it. Um, I, I see both sides of that. I see that you know when Frederick Anderson comes back with. Uh, With Ranta and, and everybody that you know it's it's gonna make uh, an interesting gonna make an interesting dynamic because here is the better consensus I know you guys are not going to like that so much but you send Kachetkov back to the AHL so that he can play on a nightly basis he needs the reps you could argue that he doesn't need the reps because he's already a starting goaltender in the NHL. But Frederick Anderson is still really good. Antti Ranta is still a quality backup. He's still really good. You keep your backup. You make Anderson the starter again. You let Kachetkov continue to play in the AHL. And at season's end is when you then start making decisions. I, I have to agree. I, I feel like 
Mike Maniscalco is the one who made that point, and I, I just have to agree with him. If, if it was not, if I'm mistaken, either way, I, I say Chekhov to the AHL makes the most sense because he needs to play every day, and if you have Anderson back, then he's not going to play every day, and you're not going to just ship Anderson out or ship Ronta out and then have Kachetkov as the backup who plays once every two weeks. That doesn't help. That doesn't help the young guy. And doesn't help Anderson that he has to constantly look over his shoulder knowing that if he gets hurt or banged up or goes through a rough stretch that he could lose his job. It's going to kill the confidence of everybody. Kachetkov knows he needs to go where he can play. The AHL is that place. Uh, that being said, though, they welcomed in the Dallas Stars on the 17th. Were able to win that one 5 to nothing in overtime. Goals by Nozin, who was heating up. Seth Jarvis, Svechnikov, Tara Vinen, another favorite of mine, and Marty Nachos, another favorite of mine. I like quite a bit of the Hurricanes. Anti Ranta with the 26 save overtime win. The very next night. He actually got four home games in a row. That's pretty crazy. Very next night, they welcomed in the Penguins, who will be in the Winter Classic, as I said. They beat the Penguins 3-2 to two in regulation this time. Those overtime are fun for the fans. That's another another period on the, on the legs and on the skates. So you try to avoid those when you're a player. Uh, Jordan Stahl, Derek Stepan, and uh, Brady Skye, former Rangers standout with goals in that one. Kachetkov. 23 saves and the victory on Tuesday the 20th they hosted the New Jersey Devils they beat them 4-1 to one, which is good because the Devils are beating everybody else the only person they have trouble beating are the Hurricanes that's a good sign you can have a team uh, win the regular season by 10 or 15 points but if you're the one who continuously, continuously has knocked them off looks a lot better for you uh, the four goals scored by Jordan Stahl, Nozen, Kotkaniemi, and Tara Vinen as Kachetkov gets 37 saves in the victory there. They go to Pittsburgh on the 22nd, or they went to Pittsburgh, win that one 4-3 to three in overtime as Chatfield, Stahl, Jacob Slavin, and Marty Nachos all had goals in that one. Antti Ranta had 24 saves in the victory. And for what it's worth, that was Jacob Slavin with the with not only the second goal of the year, but the overtime winner. Very next night, last Friday, they hosted the Philadelphia Flyers. Were able to beat them six to five. That's a lot of goals. Nozin, who is on a ridiculous scoring streak, by the way. Sveshnikov, Martinuk, and Kotkaniemi with goals. Jesper Faust had two bangers. He had the double burger. 26 saves for Antti Ranta in the win for that one. And just last night for win number nine in a row, they hosted the Chicago Blackhawks. I don't care if you think they're a dumpster fire or not. They are still professional players, and the Hurricanes shut them out with goals with uh, from Martinuk, Fast, Fast rather, and Marty Nachos. That is Anti Ranta with the shutout. Always good when your backup gets the shutout. It's not because the starters not good. It's because the backups really good as 
well. Their upcoming schedule this Friday, they will host the Florida Panthers, 7.30 puck drop in that one. And not sure if we'll do a show before this game airs or not. But they will be in New Jersey on January 1st as they take on the Devils, 3 p.m. puck drop on that one. Let's go to the Nashville Predators. Nashville Predators, I am going to do the same thing with them. I'm going to start on the 15th. Uh, the 15th and 17th ended up both being losses, unfortunately, which were the 5th and 6th in a row for the team, but I promise you, spoiler alert, they're going to turn it around. They lose to Winnipeg in Winnipeg, 2-1 to one in overtime. The lone goal by Philip Forsberg. UC Soros with 39 saves in the loss for that one. They go to Colorado, lose to Colorado 3-1 to one, uh, last Saturday where uh, Duchesne was the lone goal scorer and UC Soros had 27 saves in the loss there. Now, last Monday, they host the Edmonton Oilers. Quite the good team, by the way. They were able to get off the losing stride get a victory on the board. They win this one in overtime, 4-3. to three. You've got Ekholm, Carrier, or Carrier, however you want to say it, Gross, and Duchesne, who is heating up at the right time. The weather gets colder, Duchesne gets hotter. On it. They all had the goals there. UC Soros with 30 saves in the victory. Good getting back in the win column. On uh, last Wednesday, they go to Chicago. We're able to pull out the victory 4-2. to two. Goals from Nino Niederreiter, who Hurricanes miss quite a bit. But good to see him doing well. Uh, Roman Yossi, Novak, and Duchesne. That's a little bit of a streak there, too. UC Soros, 37 saves in the victory there. And then, unfortunately, they stopped their streak as last Friday they lose, as they hosted Colorado, they lose in overtime 3-2. to two. Your two goal scorers are Johansson and Duchesne. Once again, quite the streak. UC Soros with 43 saves in the loss there. And just last night, they hosted the Dallas Stars. They lose that one 3-2. to two. Philip Forsberg and Trennan with the goals. 30 saves for UC Soros in the loss. It happens. That sucks. But they're going to turn it around. We know that. They're too good of a team. They're going to turn it around. And it's going to start this Friday as they will be in Anaheim to take on the Ducks. 5 p.m. puck drop there. And on Saturday, they will be in Vegas. I mean, you know, if you can't be in Nashville and you can't be in Raleigh, what's the next best place to celebrate the new year? Well, Vegas is probably up there for some guys. So they're going to have puck drop at 3 p.m. over in Vegas on Saturday. And then, uh, they don't play again until the following Tuesday. So I would imagine they're going to probably spend the new year there. It would be fantastic. But uh, I very I think they can beat the Ducks. And Vegas is going to give them a, a pretty good showing there. But I think they can pull that one off as well. well let's see where they are in the standings. As we see that Carolina is currently um, kind of surging ahead in the metropolitan region. They are number one with 52 points. 
the Jersey Devils with 46 in second and 44 for the Washington Capitals. Got to watch out for those pesky Capitals. A uh, bunch of people on their heels, including Pittsburgh, the Rangers, and the Islanders. Um, just about 10 points back, which is a good, myth, good bit. But uh, Carolina going on a nine-game win streak definitely helps propel them above um, the Devils, who were just smoking everybody for the longest time. We go to Nashville. Nashville currently sits in sixth place in the wild card race out west as they are seven points behind the first and second place Colorado Avalanche and Edmonton Oilers I have faith in them I think they can do well there on top of as far as the I think they're in the central aren't they not I believe they are they're in the central right yeah they're in the central they are sixth place in the central as uh, the Stars were on a tremendous tear, the Winnipeg Jets and the Minnesota Wild, shout out John Watts from here at Impact Media, his big Minnesota Wild fan, uh, they currently lead the Central. Feel pretty good about it though, you know, and, and you guys should as well. Uh, let's talk, let's talk a little bit of Atlanta Gladiators, and there are some Gladiator notes. And some ones I want to get into. Um, shout out to Mike Folta. That was known as Folty. He is uh, officially done as the play-by-play -play and media director for our Gladiators. And uh, I know it's it was sad. Sad day to see Folty go. I, I don't think they've named one as of yet. Hopefully they will soon. But... As of now, uh, he is with, I believe, the Roxford Ice Hogs. He has moved up to the AHL. He, he received a tremendous offer that uh, that's going up a league. He is a young broadcaster, so uh, it, you take you, you know you take the opportunity. Uh, that's why Trefty moved on. There, there's not. It's not that the Glads is a is a bad job. They just uh, sometimes you receive offers and you just have to take them. And so we wish Fulty the best. We're gonna we're reaching out at the moment. We'd love to have him on to talk a little bit about his time here, and to catch up with him in general. We we were already have him on our scheduled uh, guest list. We just we have not uh, connected enough to to uh, hammer out a, a time and everything. But we wish Mike Fulton the best. Appreciate everything he did here, and uh, and uh, look forward to seeing him again down the road. Still have no idea how to say this guy's name, but Derek, I say Topatai. I've heard uh, Topaj before, so we will go with Topaj. I believe Fulty's the one that told me that. He is the ECHL All-Star Classic representative for our Gladiators, which is outstanding. Derek has, uh, he's, he's just a tremendous player. Uh, he's been called up and down between the AHL and here. Uh, the Roadrunners have seen him do some things, and uh, he continues to, to shine as one of the brightest stars down here in Atlanta, and uh, we wish him the best at the All-Star Classic. When I know when that game is going to air, I will let you guys know. But let's talk about 
the Atlanta Gladiators actually playing. And I'm going to start with, uh, right around the same time, I'm going to start with uh, Wednesday, December 14th. As the Gladiators hosted the South Carolina Stingrays, unfortunately came up short with, uh, it was 7-3 to three there. Cody Sylvester, uh, Sang Hoon Sheen, and Eric Neely all with goals in that one. And we had Tendek in goal, who stopped 30 of 37 shots. That's a rough night. But it happens. It absolutely happens. Uh, not to be outdone. Friday, December 16th, we hosted the Greenville Swamp Rabbits. And unfortunately, we took them all the way to overtime, but they ended up with the goal to win 5-4. to four, As we had uh, Eric Neely put two in, including one late in the second and one late in the third that sent it to overtime. Uh, Derek Topage, I'm going to keep going with that, scored late in the first and early in the game. It was actually the first goal of the game. Song Hoon Shin, Shin with a uh, spectacular goal. That's It was a highlight reel. That It's... It's insane how good that kid is. And I say kid, he's, 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 he's younger than me, so we'll call him kid. And when I took my nephews and niece to a game, uh, a lot of times pl during play, he ended up in front of us. And when I explained his story and where he's from and how he got to the team to them, they were amazed, and he, become a, he became an instant favorite. They constantly pointed him out, oh, there's... Look, there's Shin, there's Shin, there's Shin. Oh, there he is, there he is. Look what he's doing. Oh, wow, look at that. They, they were highly impressed. So uh, hopefully we can get that message to him. And, and uh, they, they really appreciated uh, his work on the ice. They liked a lot of other people too, but I don't have time to get into everybody. Just want to say that about Shin. Uh, Parks ended up with the 35 save loss. 35 is a lot, even in the ECHL. But uh, he, he did a fantastic job. And don't worry. Because last Sunday, we got a lot of home games here. We hosted the Savannah Ghost Pirates, who are becoming slowly the team that we kind of got a hammer we can throw down on. Win that one 3-1 to one as Colin Thiessen had a goal in the third. Liam Kirk had one in the second. Gabe Gertler had one late in the first that nullified Vincent Marlowe's uh, just 30. No, late in the second. 3-1, to one, we're back in the win column. Parks with the 44-save victory. We followed that up uh, this past, or last Tuesday, as we hosted the South Carolina Stingrays. We're able to win that one 4-3 to three in overtime, as Liam Kirk scored in the first. Two seconds later, Tim Davison scored. His first, Eric Neely had one mid-second, and Tim Davison had his second of the game that ended up being the overtime winner to give us the 4-3 to three victory in that one. Tendak was in goal. He's another guy. He's a massive, massive human being. And Neeson uh, nephews were highly impressed. 39 saves in the victory for him. That moves us to last Thursday. We love playing overtime games, but that taxes the body a lot. 
Um, we take the Greenville Swamp Rabbits to overtime. Derek Topage with the early goal. Eric Neely with the overtime winner, two to one over the Greenville Swamp Rabbits. Parks with the 26 save victory in that one. He was spectacular. And that left us to finally we go on the road. We go up to Greenville to take on the Swamp Rabbits. This one stays in regulation. We unfortunately come up a goal short, three to two. This was last Friday. Uh, Mike Pellick and Derek Topage with the goals in that one, and Tim Deck with the 24 save loss. That's a lot of games, but we're making up for two weeks, right? Upcoming schedule. Upcoming schedule. They are currently playing right now in Greenville. They are down two to nothing in the first. I think we're gonna bounce back. Uh, Friday. Two days from now, Friday, they will host the Norfolk Admirals. At That will be a 7 p.m. puck drop on that one. They also will host them on Saturday, a 3 p.m. puck drop for that one. And just for safe measure, they will play Sunday, as they will host the Savannah Ghost Pirates at 3 p.m. for that one as a New Year's Day kickoff. Fantastic stuff coming up for our Gladiators. And finally, last Oh, no, there was another, there is another Gladiator note. It all come across right before we came on air. I want to catch you guys up on all the recent transactions. Liam Kirk has been recalled by, by Arizona. He is going back up to the uh, Roadrunners. Wish him all the best. He did some fantastic things here. He was able to get some, some game time in and uh, get his feet back on him and show them why he is such a good talent. Odin Tufto has been activated from reserve. He's a forward. Dalton Thrower, good to have a thrower brother back, has been activated from the IR. And Tim Davison has been placed on reserve. Of course, AtlantaGladiators.com for all the recent transactions and things if you guys uh, are so inclined. Lastly, but not least, our Ice Owls, the Kennesaw State University Owls hockey team. They have some games coming up. We will talk about them a little more next week as they will be Friday, January 6th at 8.20 p.m. They will be at Georgia Tech for that one. This is kind of a home-and-home -home thing. They, they swap these games around, so uh, hopefully I still have the correct times on this. We've got that will be at the Atlanta Ice Forum in Duluth. That will be at 8.20 p.m. on Friday and the following Saturday they will host the is it the Ice Jackets? I don't really know what they would call themselves but uh, either way they host Georgia Tech January 7th 9.45 puck drop and of course that is at the Atlanta Ice House where Kennesaw plays their games. We've got some things coming up. We are uh, gonna have some more players on hopefully here soon that is part. That is part. A lot my my fault. During the holidays, I uh, didn't want to bug a lot of these these guys who were back with their families and things. But uh, that will pick up in the the next few days. We will do what we can to uh, get some of those guys on. But that is going to do it for us. Appreciate all you guys tuning in to another great edition of Board Check. I am your humble host, Jeremy the Impact York. 
We will see you guys next week. Go Canes. Go Glads. Go Preds. Go Owls. Go watch hockey. Deuces, gooses.